0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel eighty. your smart speakers, podcast. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. What's Um, good, man? Yeah. Lots, lots going on. You can tune in to ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters, Presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. Available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So, guys, Joe Fortenbaugh from ESPN Daily Wager is with us. Ready to make some money, everybody?
1: What up,
2: Joe? Good morning, Joe. It was a tough week for me, Joey.
0: Oh, gentlemen. Gentlemen,
1: I had him. I had him in my sights last week. I woke up Saturday morning. I crushed the college football card. I was so fleet of foot. Like a certain wide receiver drafted first in 1996. I mean, I was moving, I was shaking, and I woke up on Sunday, and I just dumped it all back in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Dumped it all back. So it's even Steven trying to make it happen this week. How you guys doing?
3: Good, man, good. We trying to make it too. We took a little bit of a hit ourselves, but... uh... Yeah, you know let's know let's goes.
4: talk about that. So last week in House Money, uh everybody except for Max lost money. Joe Joe you lost a dollar. I think I think you'll be okay. Uh Jay, man, uh, not only did Jay A try to bet more money than he had, <laughs> and then and then corrected it and tried to bet even more money than he had. No,
2: I I just dropped it back a tad.
4: <laughs> right, not enough So so lies, we, lies, we lies had lies. to make a ruling on this We decided that we would give Jay the first three bets that he submitted And anything after that would go away Which luckily we did Because if we had allowed him to bet all of that And given him a marker, he'd be done he would actually be out of the competition. Yeah. He instead, got you swinging for the
2: fences. Instead, uh, he only lost. On the bills.
4: Instead, he only lost one hundred and four dollars. Oh, he lost thirty-four. Max one fifteen. So, Ooh, wait, get Evan. Money.
2: Question for you: Even with me losing one hundred and four dollars, am I still ahead of Max?
1: Barely, yeah, barely six dollars. Ah, something I'd like slow to bring up. but steady. Up. Slow Sloan but I'm steady. Like bring up. Why yeah. does Evan sound so chipper talking about everyone's failures? Because he loves. That's his, This is who he
0: is. He's I'm a Jet big, fan.
4: Because I'm the biggest <laughs> failure there is. Jeremy. No, no, no. He,
0: well, you, you. I mean, you, you and Key are saying the same thing. But yes, the Jets. It's the Jet fan in him. Joe, Joe tell him I'm
2: from Jersey. I'm gonna keep swinging. I'm bouncing right back. Yeah, we're exactly used to losses. You Just like like this. go right to the Sharks. Get yourself loan. We're right back in. Business. Right back in it. It's not mm. even a question. I already took out a loan.
4: I mean, let's be honest, Jay. You'd be down to twelve dollars if it wasn't for uh, Indy hanging on. And Jets almost had a backdoor cover that would have oh, wiped God. you out. Oh, my God. clean.
0: It's ridiculous. All right. So um, what do we got here, guys? It's time to – what are we doing here, uh, Evan? <laughs> let You want to get right to these games? Saints at Tennessee, how to bet this game? Key and Joe, take it away. All right. You want to start Saints in Tennessee? Let's start with this.
1: I mean what do you do with Tennessee these days right They're 7 and 2 against the spread through 9 games this season they've won 5 straight four of those have been against the Bills Chiefs Colts and Rams the latter two were on the road they have been wildly impressive and they got it done last week despite not having Derrick Henry So they open as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They're bet up to three. The quarterback situation in New Orleans is a bit tricky. Trevor Simeon, how much faith do you want to put in them? They blew the game last week against Atlanta. I've got nothing on this one. It's really tough at this point in time to go against Tennessee, given the way they've played. But that New Orleans defense should step up here, so I wouldn't be surprised if this was a lower-scoring game.
3: It it probably will be a lower-scoring game. And when you look at this situation, Tennessee has changed their rhythm and what they want to do. It won't be heavy. heavy Derrick Henry, clearly, he's not in the Football game, but they will still try and run the football. But they'll put it in the air if they can get back a healthy Julio Jones along with it. AJ Brown. They will rely on Tannehill moving forward.
1: All right, Cleveland at New England. New England was a three-point favorite on the look-ahead line, which is the line that comes out a week in advance. They go out, they handle their business against Carolina, and then Cleveland goes out and looks fantastic without Odell Beckham Jr. against the Cincinnati Bengals. Game opens two and a half. Still two and a half. So it's interesting to me moving off the key number of three towards Cleveland, given the fact that New England has played some great football as of late. They're fourth in the NFL in scoring defense. They're 10th in opponent yards per play. The edge is going to lie, you think, with Bill Belichick going against Baker Mayfield, One thing I'd keep an eye on here, the total's 45-and-a-half. This feels, again, like I said in the last one, like a low-scoring game. Cleveland moves at a very slow pace. They like to run the football. I don't know if Mac Jones and the New England offense are going to light up the skies against this Cleveland D. I might be looking to under 45-and-a-half here. The interesting about
3: this is Baker Mayfield going up against Bill Belichick-led defense without Nick Chubb in the lineup. And I know De'arnest had a great game a couple weeks ago, but this is a different situation. They will allow Mac Jones to push the ball down the field they know that they have to keep pace with the Buffalo Bills if they have a shot into the playoffs it would only probably be winning the division
0: I'm looking for New England to kill this one all right Joe Fortenball from ESPN Daily Wager with us on Keyshawn J Will and Max Arizona is uh, at home Carolina going there Kyler Murray you know what's going on with his status who do you like there Well, you've got Arizona
1: as a 10-point favorite. We've seen some movement, depending on the sports books you look at. Some have moved off that key number of 10 to 10.5. The indication, based on the spread, is that Murray will play, right? Like, the last few weeks, we've had some funky lines because we weren't sure what was going to happen with Dak Prescott against Minnesota or Aaron Rodgers last week for a little bit going up against Kansas City, and these numbers are ping-ponging around. Ten points seems to tell me that Kyler Murray is going to be playing in this game. What do you make of Carolina, though? The team is falling apart. They have played a little bit of defense this year, but they just got rolled again. Offensively, they've been a mess. P.J. Walker is going to be taking over at quarterback. How do you handicap that with such a limited sample size? And what's Arizona going to look like with a hobbled Murray? Do they even get up for this game? Big number delay. For me, it's a stay away. Too many variables that I can't account for.
3: And it, it, may, it, it probably is a stay away. But when you look at Arizona and Kyler Murray coming back into the fold, he will certainly play because you don't want to have a guy like this out of the lineup too long because you can't continue to win with Colt McCoy. The Carolina Panthers are just a dismo right now. And they're going to basically hand Arizona another W to try and continue to keep them forward in
0: clinching the bye. All right. Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes goes to Vegas, take on Derek Carr and the Raiders. Who do you like there? So the Chiefs on the look ahead line were a three-point favorite. They went
1: out and won against Green Bay with Jordan Love. The Raiders go to New York and lose. They lay an egg in a matchup where they were a favorite against the Giants. And then the number comes down to two and a half. So there's money on the Raiders coming in early in this game. These two are known for playing shootouts. If you go back through their history, at least one game a year between the two of them turns into a high-scoring affair. It's Sunday Night Football here in Las Vegas. What do we make of the Chiefs, right? Defense is getting a smidge better. They're still dead last in opponent yards per play, but they've improved a little bit over the last month. But how much of that is based on the opposition? Jordan Love in Green Bay last week, Daniel Jones and the banged-up Giants in Kansas City on Monday night two weeks ago. I don't know what to make of it. I lean to the here. Over- I don't know if I want to get behind the Raiders yet they feel like a team where the bottom is going to fall out as it has each of the last two years but I'm not really ready to throw in the towel on them just yet so I might be looking for a high scoring affair Sunday night
3: it'll be a high scoring affair no question about it the Raiders got to get back on track after a loss on the east coast to the New York to the New York football Giants when you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs a low scoring game last week against the Green Bay Packers they too want to show that their offense is potent and ready to go plus Will it be on display for OBJ?
0: Mm. Seattle getting Russell Wilson back at Green Bay. Will Aaron Rodgers be there? What do you think? All right.
1: Do you want to gamble? Because that's what this game is. Some guys are sports bettors. Some people are gamblers, right? You're betting blackjack if you know how to count cards. You're gambling if you just show up at the table looking to have some fun. Nothing wrong with that. But you have the opportunity to gamble in this game. And if you gamble right, you're going to beat the number. Green Bay opens as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Then we start hearing about Russell Wilson coming back. Then we start hearing Aaron Rodgers may not be 100% ready to go come Sunday, so the number is sitting three. Now, that three is juiced to minus 120. Don't worry about what that means. Just understand that it's more likely to move to Green Bay minus three-and-a-half- than it is to move to Green Bay minus two and a half. So here's what I tell you. If you believe Aaron Rodgers plays and plays well, you'd want to play the Packers right now at three because that's the best price you're going to get. Conversely, if you think Rodgers isn't going to go, you'd want to play Seattle right now. Grab the three because that number is going to be on the move. It's a gamble. If you're willing to gamble on the status of Aaron Rodgers, I've laid it out for you. You know the course of action.
3: I'd take the Green Bay Packers in this situation. I think that they're going to roll regardless of – if uh, Jordan loves a quarterback or Aaron Rodgers, one more week under his belt for him, things will slow down. And I think when you look at the situation, Green Bay also
0: needs to get this victory, and I believe they will. Okay, finally, Minnesota at the Ram. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, what did I just yeah, say? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, at the yeah. Rams, at the Rams, yeah. Chargers, yeah. other LA Chargers, teams. Chargers. Wait, Chargers, Vikings Rams, Chargers. Uh, Vikings, Chargers. 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 You're right, you're right? Chargers, Rams. I think got some Niners. That's why I got my wires crossed. Get ahead. <laughs> it's morning radio. That's going to happen from time to time. <laughs> what do you like, uh, Jeff?
1: All right, so look ahead line: Chargers minus three. It reopens at two and a half for the chargers and then charger money comes in and pushes it up to three. And it looks like it's more likely to go to three and a half than the other direction. So if you like the chargers, you would probably want to jump on this. Now, Minnesota is one of the more predictable teams in the NFL, at least from a defensive standpoint, when they play at home, the defense plays well, that crowd noise benefits them more than the crowd noise in any stadium, anywhere in the NFL, they're giving up just 17 points per game at home. But when they go on the road, They're giving up 31 points per game. They cannot get stops on the road. We saw it last week against Baltimore, and this is not just this season. You go back over the last few years, minus last year, the COVID year, because there were no fans in the stands, these numbers play out the same way. So I would expect a lot of points in this game. If you want to isolate something, the Charger team total is 27.5 points, meaning you can bet over or under that the Chargers score 27.5. I would bet over. I think they hang at least 28 here.
0: All right. There it is. And by the way, yeah, the – Rams are on the brain because I think I want to make a bet on them uh, in house money. Time for house money delivered by FanDuel. Joe, let's start with you. This is a tough card. I'm going to be completely honest. So I'm going to give you
1: three. Standard bet. I'm going to risk $5.50 to win $5 on all three. Number one, I'm going to be with the public tonight. I will lay the seven and a half with the Ravens. All the questions I have for Miami – in re- whether or not they can cover this spread. I don't think they have the answers. Can they get consistent stops? Baltimore ranks number one in the NFL in rushing. Miami ranks 17th in run defense. I don't see it being consistent. Number two, can Miami score in this game? They're 28th in scoring offense, and if Jacoby Brissett gets the start, there's not a lot of upside there. He struggles getting through his progressions. He struggles moving the team down the field, and you don't want that Miami defense out there for 35 or 36 minutes tonight. <clears throat> That's where Baltimore thrives. And then number three, does home field advantage matter Miami's one and three at home this season the only win they have was that game against Houston last week the worst team in the NFL they didn't even look good in it they had a minus 39 point differential at home so I'll lay the seven and a half with the Ravens tonight excellent six point teaser option as well number two I'll lay the big number against Jacksonville Colts minus 10 over Jaguars Uh, this feels like the Jags falling flat on their face huge upset win over Buffalo last week congratulations they probably celebrate we saw them win one other game this season And the following week, they went out and got cracked at Seattle by almost 30 points. Actually, not the following week. It was two weeks later because they were coming off the bye after they had beaten Miami and London. I don't expect them to be up for this game. Meanwhile, Indianapolis, 10 days to get ready off the Thursday night game. This is the type of spot where they thrive. They're going to be able to run in this game. They'll be able to throw. They'll be able to play defense like the Colts to roll. And then finally, the under 46 total points in Philadelphia and Denver. Two, mm-hmm. two underrated defenses here. You got Denver's the number two scoring defense in the NFL. Both teams are top 10 in opponent yards per play. Denver is 29th in pace. And if you go through the big play explosion numbers, these two defenses don't give up a ton of big plays. They force you to move the ball down the field methodically. 46 feels high, so I'll go under 46 points, Eagles-Broncos. By, by the way, we didn't go over how much uh, How much? No, he's going to tell us how much we have. Don't we do Evan? that
0: before we start betting?
4: Evan, how much cash do I have? <clears throat> Uh, if you guys were listening earlier in the show, in the segment, I did say how much everybody had. But for a refresher, for those who didn't hear, Joe has $116. Max has 103 Jay has 109 Key has $212. Uh,
3: and I'm going to tell you right now, you didn't say you that. You told us what we lost. Who we told lost, us what and we lost. Who, who yeah, won what. And
4: I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no whatever. Here, I'm going to take okay. the
3: Ravens at seven, <clears throat> at 7.5. I'm going to lay down 75 on the Ravens. Um, I'm also going to take the Rams over the 49ers. I'm going to drop 75 on that. I'm not gonna do like Jay and just add up numbers that doesn't count. I'm gonna take the New England Patriots what? fifty on an even score uh over the uh Cleveland Browns. That's how easy I'll be. 75,
0: 75 Go ahead, Max. I like um the Rams to cover. I'm gonna put ten bucks on that against <laughs> the Niners. They're they're three and a half point favorites, right? I'm gonna put another ten on Miami to beat the spread against Baltimore and another 10 on Baltimore to win that game on the on the money line. Um and there was one more bet I wanted to make. Oh yeah, I'm going to put 10 bucks on the New York Jets. No, I'm going to put 5 bucks on this. New York Jets are going to uh, also beat the spread against the the Buffalo Bills who are 13 and a half point favorites. 5 bucks on that.
2: Okay, I got 20 bucks on the Rams to cover. I got 10 bucks on the Ravens to cover. And then, Joe, I'm with you. I'll take 10 on the under for the Eagles Broncos game.
3: You learned your lesson? You ain't bet big? No, I, I will. I'm just so You don't have no money. Which one? Hey, look. Hey, look.
2: I know how to swing and handle my money. You focus on your money. Okay?
0: Well, the only thing that's hard to say about that, Jay, is. What? You bet more than you had last and, uh, week.
2: Y'all, y'all obviously haven't been around me in Vegas. I've lost way more than this. I'll Ugh. be just fine. I'll get back in You've, game. Been,
0: you've lost more than everything?
2: Uh, yes. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. Yes. Jay, Jay. By I told way, you Jay. I got a
2: problem, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I've acknowledged no, exactly. that so many times oh. on the show. Oh. oh, all right. He that's, doesn't bring out the best in me, I'll tell you. that. that. That's <laughs> Don't blame
3: me. I ain't. I'm not going to be a follower. FanDuel. I'm going to do what I need
0: to do. Get your first bet risk-free when you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook <laughs> using promo code KJM. The way Jay looked at me when he said, yes, yes, I told you I have a problem. <laughs> Let's stick with the uh, Chiefs-Raiders game, guys. The uh, The Chiefs have been mentioned for Odell Beckham Jr. The Chefs. But Patrick Mahomes says that's not his focus right now. Listen. I mean, Obviously, he's a really good football player uh, who's done a lot of great things in this league. Um, but uh, – I'll leave that stuff up to, to Veach. I mean, he does a great job of bringing great players in. He's always looking around and, and trying to see what he can do to make the team better, um, and so i let him handle that, and I'll focus on the next the, this opponent this week and go out there and just try to play with whoever's on that field.
3: Well, of course he's going to say he's a quarterback, and he doesn't want to upset the other receivers that he has. So he's not going to be like, oh, my God, Devontae Adams is a receiver. So he's going to gush over getting another dude like Obiche. So go ask another player. So if, they, if so if they would to ask Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or somebody like that, they'd be like, "Oh man, oh you. But it's the quarterback. So the quarterback is not going to say, "Bring him in, we need him because he doesn't want to have other, other guy feel like their the other not receiving
0: but. options have a right to say, "Come, come with us." Like yeah, you're a ball they, we want you. We made but the men. quarterback, yeah. it's different because because that everyone needs to eat, and it's yeah, not his he don't, right exactly. to say, hey, I want to feed wanna, someone else. He don't want
3: to do that. Yeah. He, but in the meantime, behind closed doors. He sends you a DM. He's sitting hey. here going, hey. <laughs> I'm gonna get you the ball. Want to help
2: us? Look, I I think this game, it's going to be an interesting game considering the way the Raiders' offense look Last game without Henry Ruggs for the first time, seeing that offense adjust. They're a little bit banged up in the secondary. I, I think Patrick Mahomes, even though – the game was a little bit of a struggle. It didn't seem as smooth as they wanted it to be last game for the Chiefs. Not turning the ball over, being a little bit more disciplined, running the ball. I bet on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to figure this out.
0: I think Mahomes is going to light it up. He's due. And, and by the way, in terms of Odell Beckham Jr., I said it before, I think the, it makes the most sense for him to go to the Packers. I think they, they haven't won a Super Bowl in a long time. He'd put them over the top if they get there even. He's a hero. It's an excellent team. It's balanced, the whole thing. But, and Rodgers playing great. But there's something about the Chiefs where if the thing – I think about the thing that I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this. It's Kansas City for me, for Odell.
1: No,
3: it is. It. it I think when you start to look at where OBJ is in his career, he's got to go to a championship contending football team. And the two teams is Kansas City and Green Bay, in my opinion, when you start to look at all of them. New England fits, but – It's just too much to be in the Foxborough, New England area having to deal with the 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 off-the-field situations and the negativity that comes with polarizing players. Without a great quarterback, too,
0: Key. Like, Mac Jones is a good young rookie. You know, he's not a great quarterback right now. Yeah, but, but, but... Never played with one.
3: Here's his chance. He's a good enough quarterback where I feel comfortable based on what they do that OBJ would be implemented into their offense. If you go back and you look at Tom Brady's career, the New England Patriots did not throw the ball deep down the field with Tom Brady until they got Randy, Randy Moss. Moss.
0: And then they did. Prior to that,
3: he did what he did. I mean, he was methodical and he did you know win championships and all that. Sort of, but in terms of record-breaking pushing the ball down the field, that was with Moss. I just don't think that he would fit
0: into that marketplace with his personality. You heard, you heard Adam Schefter say, like, Saturday, what was it, 4 o'clock? He doesn't want to lose that game check that could come with the next game, right? But I, I'm looking at the Raiders. I, mean, I what, feel like when, chick, when, 30, when Gruden 40? got bounced, it was an uplift for the team, right? Because there was a certain uh, pall over the team that was lifted. But the rugs thing, to me, feels like it's demoralizing. Like, there's a different effect. Oh, the next guy up. No, there was something that's so horrible about that. Already they've dealt with controversy this season. They didn't need that. And, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's too much for them, and they're ripe to be, to be picked right now. I think Mahomes is going to pick them.
2: I just, you know, look, and obviously I know KC is a legitimate contender, and they should be because Patrick Mahomes is special, and you do wonder about what that team could be. I just, when you're looking at generational talent, and Aaron Rodgers, just go to the best, man. Just go to the best. Guy puts the ball exactly where he wants to put it. There's no questions about his game. And I, I know things can be fixed in KC, and I know that there's a tendency... They don't to need to be to
0: fixed in, in, in the, no, pack man, with the pack. You know right
2: exactly there. what it is. You know...
3: It's crazy. Exactly it's crazy it is. crazy that
0: when you're talking about which is the better quarterback to go to, because to me it was like Mahomes and Rodgers neck and neck with Mahomes a little out in front the last couple of years, but... Right now, it's Rogers.
3: But I'm that dude, though. All you got to do is throw it to
0: me, man. You mean Odell?
3: Yeah. yeah it, 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 same it, with me. I wasn't, Six one, half dozen the other. Uh, you see the quarterbacks I played with in my career? I mean, I had two dudes that was good You know, in Vinny Testaverde and Brad Johnson. Just put it where I can go get it. You know what I'm Brad saying? Give me the okay. opportunity.
2: Yeah. We, we talk a lot about like wherever, and I'm just going to throw it out there, wherever OBJ signs, if it is between those two teams, like it's a, a lock that he's going to be. This caliber of player that he was—is that a lock?
3: Yeah, I it think is he's for good, me. Man,
2: I think he's really. Okay, good. So I think he's really good he, too. As long as he stay
0: healthy, wh- what happens he if he's good? Not? No, but but but, uh, but the but, thing but, is, I,
2: I'm, I'm not saying it's not going out. But just there is a percent.
0: Entertain the possibility. There is a in other percent, percent that no, it may be not
2: be. Like then we might be talking about OBJ in a different light. But
0: no, that's he why, be fired or if he's healthy, Jay. But that's why. Let's say he's not all that, Jay. What you're saying? I'll entertain the possibility. If you go to the Chiefs, he still helps. You talked about no Sammy Watkins. You can't tell me he's going to be a lesser player than Sammy yeah. Watkins, who's a nice well, player. Well, not even Sammy
3: Watkins, a lesser player than Miko
0: Hartman. Than Miko Hartman. Mikko He'll be an improvement yeah. over that. Mikko, now, if he goes, if he goes to Green Bay, he's going to be better than Cobb at this point in his career, even if he's not different. Devontae though. Adams. He doesn't need to be Devontae yeah. Adams. I, it's a good situation either I agree. place. I
3: agree. He's, gonna be playing playing he's going to be fire, though.
0: Yeah, I, th- I agree. I watched fire. him enough
3: this year. Saw him in person once. Saw him on film a couple times. I know what it looked like. Yeah. He it stay looked healthy. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. He's got to stay healthy. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll take it a when step a farther place, than Key will take a be-
3: it. When you're in a better place, when you're not performing, and you in a better situation, you feel better. Right? I, you just feel better, and you start
0: to do things different. I don't know if wherever he goes – that there's a better receiver on that team, including Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill, Much Tyreek Kill, much like AB. I don't know that Evans or Godwin better than AB. I don't know that any of these guys are no, better. But Nodell when if get the ball in his hands, he ridiculous. Keyshawn J Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Good Year Hotline. Speaking of Odell, is his reputation as a malcontent oh, just gosh. just a reputation, or is it reality?
5: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. And here on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80, we're going to play a new game. Reputation versus reality. Evan, what you got?
4: Yeah, first we're going to ask Key anything, because Ask Key Anything is brought to you by Goldman Sachs. Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Personal loans have no fees ever. Discover more at Marcus.com. Key, I feel like we're we're tight. I feel like we're buddies. Uh, Reputation versus reality. Keyshawn Johnson was a problem in locker rooms for teammates. Reputation or reality, Key? Uh,
1: Do I even need to answer that? It's reputation.
3: I mean yeah, I wrote a book as a rookie just give me the damn ball and then all you idiots that like Max Kellerman and Evan Wilner and Jason Williams ran with it and made it feel as though I was a problem in the locker room every ex-teammate that's ever come on this show has has had nothing but positive things to say about me now maybe that's because they wanted to come on the show and they figured that they needed to just say something to get on or maybe it's the reality of it
4: You had to answer that because that was key anything. All right, let's move along. Another (laughs) wide receiver who found his way in New York, then out of New York, Odell Beckham Jr. is a malcontent. Reputation or reality? I
3: I think it's a reputation. Uh, When you look at it, it started off with Dave Gettleman and moving him to Cleveland, but it also started with the New York media. Having played in the New York media market, I understand what that is. I get it. You do something, people start to talk about it. Max Kellerman's of the world. And I'm not picking on Max, but that is what it's driven. He's a New York Giant fan. The first thing they say is, oh, he's making love to the net. Or he's marrying, proposing to the net. Oh, he's having a fit on the sideline. No, he's emotional. That is part of who he is. Allow him to be that. Oh, he's a problem. Look, they went to Miami on a boat trip. Had nothing to do with the loss to the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. But that is what happens to you. So you get that reputation.
0: Yeah, by the way, let me say also about – no, Odell – a malcontent is someone who's never happy, right? Not that he's discontented in a situation. In fact, Odell was not a malcontent with the Giants. If anything, we were malcontents with him, right? The New York area or some people in the New York area always had a problem with something he did. He didn't have a problem. It wasn't him complaining in New York. Now, when he got to Cleveland, he started complaining, but there was reason for it. They weren't getting him the ball.
2: I kind of feel like this is also a byproduct of social media, right? Like, he makes that incredible catch, becomes a social media phenom. Every single reaction, the camera's just on him, and people react to every reaction. Like, a lot of his reactions is just based in emotion, the passion that comes with players who play this game. Wears his heart on his sleeve. no exactly. doubt.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, reputation.
4: All right, guys. Tom Thibodeau wears on players after a while. Jay, is this reputation
2: or reality? It's reality. This is a reality. It, it's, look, Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. There, it takes a certain player to be able to say, hey, I'm willing to buy into what Tom Thibodeau is selling in order for us to be competitive and win, i.e. Jimmy Butler. You need your best player like that to buy into it. I said it before. That's why I think the Knicks are a watered-down version of Miami Heat. But Tom's antics and the way he pushes you constantly, there's, I see how that's built for college and it can get you success if you get a big time star. I still know if it's going to be successful here in New York. Keyshawn, okay. oh, I I, which reality or reputation? I, I, would say I, I would say Tibbs.
3: I would say it's a reality more so than anything. When you look at with Coach Thibodeau and all of his stops, he kind of wears on the players. They 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 wear out whether it's Chicago, whether it's Minnesota, and now you kind of saw it last night in New York. Uh, last year in New York, he did a terrific job at getting them into the playoffs. But at some point, when you're not winning at a high clip,
0: it wears on you as a player. You can only stand so much. I'll tell you something my late great brother Sam used to say about a certain actor, which I don't want to repeat. I don't want to diss the guy. But he would say he thinks he's being intense, but he's just tense, right? Like Thibodeau is an intense coach, but after a couple of years, a year or two, the grind of the, every day, the whole thing, it winds up just being tense instead of intense to me. And he can, and he can also physically wear guys out. They log a lot of minutes in playing high-intensity defense.
4: All right, guys, let's keep it going. Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show that he can never win an MVP again. So is that reputation or reality that Rodgers can't win an MVP, Key?
3: I think it's reputation. Uh, it's not reality. Aaron Rodgers certainly can win an MVP. Uh I think he's just talking based on tongue in cheek about the episode that just took place with him mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. He just kind of you know, it's Aaron he's been Aaron Rodgers. He's fueling the fire as they stay stroke is it stroking the fire?
2: stoking,
0: stoking whatever that deal. Yeah, he's stoking the fire.
2: Stroking Reputation.
0: the fire. Reputation. Aaron Rodgers, he won't win it this year cuz he had to miss a game with COVID. It'll be held against him and, and all people are feeling a certain kind of way. If he has a season like he's having this year next year, he can win it next yeah, year. He'll yeah, he'll win it But, that's but I issue. do think he has to be the clear-cut MVP. What he did by, by misleading people and everything is created enough bad will that he can't win it if it's close. He has to be, like last year, he was clearly the MVP. He's going to have to do that again.
2: Well, if they win in a high clip this year, they finish off strong, and next year he has another strong year. Yeah, that, that's reputation. All right, Evan.
4: Josh Allen is an MVP. Get it. <laughs>
2: Why are you laughing? Reputation.
4: <laughs> oh, gosh.
3: Yeah, everyone so,
0: wanted him to be MVP this year. They they anointed him before the season began. So, he ain't winning MVP. No, he's a reputation. No.
3: That's ridiculous. I mean, I yeah. tried to warn Jay Williams, the Buffalo Bills fan. I never fan, said he was going to be All the MVP. over the place, Josh Allen. Well, why not the Bills? I'm still why on I mean? there. I'm still with him. It's like, man, he cool. Y'all y'all pumped him up last year. He's just a cool quarterback. He ain't like that. He's a good quarterback. He deserves the money he's getting, and he's a good quarterback. I would love to have had him but he is not in the same breath as the, the guys that are MVP candidates.
2: Reputation. Look, uh, that game he had against the Jag was a, was a clunker. His numbers haven't been that bad this year. They haven't been off the charts. I think you're seeing a little bit of a leveling adjustment coming from the season he had last year. It doesn't mean that the Bills can't be taken seriously in the AFC, obviously there's some running issues that they need to address. You talk about that with some of their backs. Devin Singletary and company can't be one-dimensional in that O-line, but I would bet that Brian Dable figures it out, and they will make the right adjustments.
4: Sam Darnold struggled because of the Jets. Is that reputation or reality? That's
3: reputation, more so than the reality, because with Jets' situation, is such that he wasn't doing good here and we clearly see what's happening in uh Carolina with him right now.
0: Yeah.
2: I'll, uh I you know what I'll say that's reality. Yeah. I I I you know, I think sometimes people look over the fact like where you what environment you get drafted into and what you're around for those first couple of years, it's hard to bounce back after things like that.
0: That sometimes why, can become Jay, who you are. Jay, that's why I didn't want them to start Justin Fields week one. That's you fair, know, like, yeah, I, I agree. You. I think – let me give an example of an athlete. Evan will uh, appreciate this. Um, Jose Reyes was a shortstop the Mets brought up years ago, and he was a phenom. And he wound up having a great career, but they rushed him. And that first year he was good, but I always was worried, like, uh-oh, did they rush this guy? I've seen enough guys mm. not pan out because the club was so interested in getting them there. And, and, yeah, I think it probably did affect Sam Darnold negatively, but we can see now in Carolina, he's just not a, a good NFL quarterback. He's a backup quarterback.
4: All right, one more, but we're actually going to do it on the next, in the next segment. We're going to do this next. Russell Westbrook, is the issue with the Lakers reputation or reality?
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. So, you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.
3: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
2: Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We all just wanted to give a big shout-out and a big thank you to all the veterans out there, including our own Sal Powell, who joined us earlier. James Steele, one of our producers, who served in the Air Force, and one of our listenings listeners, Chef Kev, you've been with us from day one, going back to the beginning of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. A big thank you out there to all the people who are in service, who have sacrificed, who are no longer with us. Thank you for what you do for our country each and every day. Yes, thank thank
0: you. you. Thank you for your service, Absolutely. for real. Thank you, James. Absolutely. Thank you.
2: Chef Kev, and your DMs every day. You crazy. You get a lot of DMs, but thank you.
3: Like I say, whenever I see somebody in the military, I feel good. Yeah, you feel good. Oh, I feel good. I'm like, whether I'm walking in a building, I'm on a plane, whatever. I'm like,
0: yeah. Rest easy, right? Oh,
3: I can close my eyes with no problems at all.
0: Yeah. So um, I hope all the veterans out there have an excellent, excellent day. Uh, Westbrook scored 25. Yes. Getting back to sports. To go with 14 dimes, 12 boards. Westbrook extended his NBA record hundred. Eighty-seven triple doubles. Scored two huge baskets in the final minute of regulation, send the game to overtime. Tyler Hero scored twenty-seven points, but he missed two big threes in the final nine seconds of OT. Miami's third loss in four games. So, in spite of that win, Jay, are you worried about the Lakers' slow start with LeBron being out? I know you've been worried about the Lakers. I,
2: I'm not worried about them throughout the regular season. I. The question comes down to, when you get into playoff time, I need the ball in the hands of LeBron James more so than Russell Westbrook. Now, that's not saying that they can't share the responsibility, but in clutch moments, how does Frank Vogel utilize Russell Westbrook? Because the floor is going to shrink defensively. You obviously want the ball in the hands of LeBron James. You can get to the rim at will. And at times, watching that, there will be question marks around, can Russell Westbrook offensively not be a liability on the floor, right? When he has to be forced to make shots from the outside. And it just makes you think, watching these earlier 11, 12 games that we played, seeing what Buddy Hill has been able to do in the league, knocking down three ball at a very high clip, <clears throat> leading the league in three-point shots made, you wonder about would he have been more of a complementary piece to have alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis due to his ability in pick-and-rolls and pick-and-pops and 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 also with the way LeBron likes to attack the rim and he allows AD, you can't double-team off him because you can post AD up on his side all day long. So those are questions that you're having about, but they are getting better, and Russ, as long as he cuts down on his turnovers, it's trending in the right direction.
3: Well, I think he will cut down on his turnovers, and I think that they will get into a flow. It's the early part of the season. What is this, the 12th game of the year? I mean, when you start to look at where we're at, and and I'm not just talking about the Lakers in Westbrook. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks. The Knicks. The I Golden mean, you heard the talk about the it. The New York yeah. Knicks. Teams are early stages of the season. There is no panic that sets in. Um, they will eventually understand the flow, eventually understand who he needs to be on the floor with and what times and minutes that he should be on the floor. And we will get the better Wesley Russell – westbrook on
0: a consistent basis as time goes on. i totally agree with that but here's what's interesting to me about what you're saying jay okay Mm -hmm. number one i'm totally with key this happens with westbrook every year i keep saying it lasts four years new team new teammates first half of the season he's not good anymore he's he's stuffing the stats but he's not valuable second half of the season oh look at that he's figured it out and now he's an mvp caliber player
2: Have any of those translated to them winning a title? That's the issue. What you bring up is legit once the playoffs
0: start. What are they going to do once the playoffs start? And I also wonder. But has he ever played with an Anthony Davis and a LeBron James?
3: Other than early stages in OKC? Not since he's been in his prime. But
2: but, but but I wonder this. It's not about that. It's more so about can... Well, no. You
3: said has has it ever turned into championships. And I said has he ever been... Well, that On Thunder team. team.
2: Yeah. Early stages. The, the early 16, stages, the early stages but, of his career. But I was saying that because it's more so about the history key. The ball is constantly in his hands. I wonder this, Jay. What
0: do you think about this? I'm just thinking about it. Like, why did they go Westbrook instead of Buddy Heald, right? Westbrook's the better player, but Heald's the better uh, fit. Engine. I wonder, I wonder Engine. if they knew that Kyrie wouldn't play for Brooklyn this year. Like, how much of it was motivated by simple math? Kyrie. Harden, KD, they got three. LeBron, AD, we got two. We need another. But how did they they know that when Kyrie just made that decision? Well, that's what I'm saying. If they knew that Kyrie wasn't going to play, do you think they'd have been more likely to say, you know what, we can go with fit. We don't need to match beast for beast.
2: We can just go get a nice complimentary part. Well, the reason why you get Russell Westbrook is for moments like this. If LeBron James has an injury, something happens to him, the offense can still keep going at a very high level, right? Like, Russell does a lot of things similar to what LeBron James does, pushing yeah. the tempo of the ball, you know, passing ball in his hands. It just comes down to more so when you have two ball dominant guards, right? And and it's different than James Harden because James Harden can shoot the lights out, can play off. I don't want LeBron settling for threes.
0: Le- no, but I mean, I, I hear you. What I'm saying is they made a choice to go with overall talent and ability over fit. Do you think if they knew Kyrie wasn't going to be playing for Brooklyn and Brooklyn would be just KD and Harden, that they would look at LeBron and AD and go, okay, we have answers. We can go for Heald instead of Westbrook. How much of it was motivated by trying to match the Brooklyn Big Three, do you think?
2: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's trying to match the Brooklyn Big Three. I think it's because where LeBron is at this stage of his career, the age 37 years old. You know, like, all right, like how many more can we – how do we help – lebron and keep the offense generating movement and quickness and pace as well i I think that had to be a huge factor into it i just you know seeing how buddy has played this year it makes and even though it's 12 games it makes you think about man if buddy hill was involved any ball screen with lebron and ad you ain't leaving him you're not leaving buddy hill at the top or whatever and buddy hill could participate in those ball screens as well
0: yeah, I think by the by, – you're right about the playoffs. Halfway through the second half of the season, it's not going to feel the way you're saying. But once the playoffs start, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball. Hopefully, Westbrook can help get him over the top. Keyshawn, Jay, hey, Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your podcast, your smart speaker, Greeny, coming up. We'll see you tomorrow, perv. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jaywell, Will and Max, the podcast.